You are now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential, derived from our maker. That is liberty, and liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show podcast edition powered by CRTV exclusively here on Westwood One. I am Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with me as well. We would love it if you joined us. Here's how. You can let us know what you think, what we think, or about what we think. Some days, maybe you do need to let us know what we think. It would probably be an improvement over what we are currently thinking. (laughs) But no, you let us know what you think about the way we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at Steve Dace Show. Last name is spelled D-E A-C-E. And speaking of our CRTV show, gentlemen, we just concluded today's CRTV festivities. Give uh, the audience a preview of what is forthcoming. Aaron, you're up. Yeah, the uh, opening montage today, what happened while we were away, really is actually for the first time a a positive note. It's an ode to just how uh, adult-like and professionally both the president and the media have been um, covering the impending um, hurricanes. well, hopefully not plural. There are some more on the way, it looks like. But it is an ode to how well, um, unexpectedly, they've been handling um, uh, this news and this impending disaster. Uh, it, it's really quite surprising, actually. Todd? Well, I'm on pins and needles because I, I just want to know when Donald Trump is going to use his Thanos-like power to start pulling moons from the sky because he's bringing the hurricanes to the land. But... There's good news. Our our version of the Avengers on this earth, there's two surfer dudes who are standing athwart evil. Oh my yes. gosh. Do you think they're real? Yes. I think it's an act. No. You don't think it's some mix between who were the Rick Moranis and who were the what was the Canadian guys? From yeah. our childhood, you know, from SCTV, you yes. know what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, uh D- Dave and I, What? The description again? What? Rick yeah. Moran. You, this is before you were born. Oh. Rick Moran. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, yeah. Um. I, I, I can't. It, it's. They seem like a cross between a Polly Shore impersonator version of that, right? Do you think? Did you think they were real? Yeah. I don't think that's real. I think it's an act. I. You know what? Todd you, needs you, it you, to be real. I, I need it to be an act. That's really <laughs> what it is. I, I. I needed it to be an act. If you want to know what we're talking about, you can watch it for yourself today on CRTV and Aaron I forgot to give you props you told me you wanted to handle today's fake news or not on the television show yeah and you're it, never going to let me do that again. No, it lived up to oh, its expectations. Oh, good, well, good. maybe a better way of saying it lived down to its expectations. So, you, well, you were right yeah. about that. Steve, uh, if, if, use my last name as a promo code. Last name. First name won't get you anywhere. But if you use my last name, Dace, you will get a discounted subscription to CRTV. Promo code Dace, and it'll cost you just a quarter a day to watch every one of our episodes each day, as well as every single show we do every single day at CRTV from the great one Mark Levin on down. CRTV.com. Promo code DACE. All right, let's get to today's podcast. And it's always one of my favorites because I have to do the least amount of work. 
It is by Seller Hold. Our producer, Aaron, throws out a series of provocative, well, at least we hope anyway, provocative, uh, you know, um, thought-provoking statements with a little help from you, his friends, and the audience, usually. Uh, Todd and I will then decide, are we buying that? Are we selling that? If it is so lame, it cannot merit or isn't worthy of a response, we will then refuse by placing a hold. However, if we use hold for any other reason, you will be ridiculed mercilessly because it's a clear violation of the dude code. Aaron, you're up. All right. Uh, For this one, you have to buy one and sell the other or sell one and buy the other. Okay. Uh, This is from Katie Petrick. Uh, If forced to choose between a pumpkin spice latte and a Reese's peanut butter cup, Steve chooses to hold and doesn't care about the ridicule that follows. So basically, the bottom line is here. Pumpkin spice latte and Reese's peanut butter cup, you have to buy one and sell the other or sell one and buy the other. Oh, it's Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah. Not even close. If it was pumpkin spice something else, maybe. No. Really? No. No, the Reese's peanut butter cup, it's a pretty high bar right there. Okay. That's my my jam, brother. That is one of my jams. Yes. And I do believe that. It's true. I do believe that's in your heart, but... You also realize you had to say that, or the, yeah. yeah, I mean now, the number can, of dude code violations that we I could find. Yes. Now, listen, if you want to get me on the Reese's peanut butter cup thing, you got to go like blueberry cake donut at Krispy Kreme or Reese's peanut butter cup, and that's when I start. Then we're sweating a little yeah, bit. We're sweating a little bit. Now, the problem Chris, with the blueberry cake donut at Krispy Kreme is it's one of the greatest things I've ever tasted in my life, but it's also one of those things that is so overwhelmingly flavorful that that first one, you're like, I need to eat nine more of these. And then you get halfway through the second one and you're like, I hate myself. I can't eat any more yeah. of this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whereas Reese's peanut butter cups, I could make those like I can crack. looks like Sanka. If you give me those, I can just keep going and going and going. And plus the peanut butter has protein. That's, that's how I lie to myself. There you go. There you go. Um, but at least I admit it. Chris, You're the next ad campaign. For, we should only be so lucky. And the peanut butter has protein. Chris Bandolfo from Conservative Review had issues with that list. He said uh, Reese's shouldn't even be on on that list. And he's fired. And I said, man, you... The I take back the everything nice has, I've ever said about The him. system has gotten to you, man. This is one of the most... That, that, that's seriously the most disappointed I've ever been yeah. in one of our co-workers here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gender McGenderface says, at the end of Avengers Infinity War Part 2, Captain America, not Nebula, will use the Infinity Gauntlet to restore the characters of the Marvel Universe. However, the effort will kill him. Bye. It, the reason the whole thing with Nebula in the comics, she is the one that kills or she doesn't kill. She stops Thanos in the comic books. Um, I buy that it will be him or uh, it'll be Captain America or Iron Man that will do something like this. And this will be their grand send off as characters. So even though I think it's more likely it will be Tony Stark than Captain America, I think it's far more likely it's Captain America than Nebula. So I will buy gender McGender faces proposition. Um, I will, I will sell because I do believe it's going to be Tony Stark based on what I've seen so far. He's stranded on a planet with Nebula. So there, there's the, yeah. but I wasn't given the option of Tony Stark or are you just rejecting the premise of the question? 
Okay, well, no, that, which is that, fine. this is the reason for my okay, sell. Okay. I, I, I think it's more strongly pointing to Tony Stark and bringing us full circle. I said this on the show, and I think it was beautifully orchestrated how here Tony Stark in the very first uh, uh, Avenger movie was uh, on his own. He was uh, he was dying. He had to find a way to get out of the middle of the desert and survive, mm-hmm. and he did. And now here we are again. Uh, but in, on Titan, I however far away from he's all he's pretty much alone. And he's got to figure out a way uh, to make something out of nothing. And I I think that's why it's going to end up with him. Okay. Um, uh, when Howitzer's Fly says the Pope will use the current scandal to purge conservative Catholics from leadership throughout the church. Oh, boy. Um. <laughs> I'm going to buy. I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to buy based on yep. the conversation we had yesterday. I'm going to buy. I, I'll buy some some version of that. And this this synod that he's calling is is if it's the scam you think it is, which you yeah. talked about on CRTV. Yeah, it is. This is this is how you position that. You guys hate kids. You don't want to help kids. We're trying to address what's happening to kids, and you want to talk about the sins committed by clerics that are dead. Or, you know, sitting in nursing homes, you just have a political agenda, you don't care about children. That's how you do it. That's your Palpatine move right there. You buying, Todd? I will buy some version of that. I, you know, there's big purges and small purges. Uh, I'll buy some version of that. Constantinos Rhoditis says, even though the Steelers are favored over the Chiefs by five points, the Chiefs will beat the Steelers by at least one touchdown. Sell. You have a proud franchise who's 0-1 at home. The history, I mean, you have a you have, there's about a 96% chance you don't make the playoffs when you're 0-2 or something like that. So, uh, well, I guess they're not technically 0-1. I mean, they tied, right? Oh, 0-1. Yeah. Uh, um, but I will sell. Plus, back-to-back road games in the NFL for every team is tough. Yep. So. I'll, I'll buy. I think the Steelers are really, really reeling. Well, he didn't give me the head-to-head win. You had told me they had to win by a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's a huge spread in an NFL game, yep. especially on the road against a proud team. Uh, a couple from Chad Booman. Uh, the Nike boycott peters out and disappears by 2019 with little, if any, effect. Buy it. I don't see any effect Correct. now. Buy yeah. Their stock is totally rebounded. Their, digit, yeah. their, their online sales are going great. Now, that doesn't mean that this will necessarily end very well. I think it's entirely possible Kaepernick will turn on them in some way in the end, you know, and realize he got his money and it's time for me to take the my, my social awareness another level, my calling. I, like, I could see Kaepernick, like, we get up one day in three months or right before the Super Bowl and he's calling out Nike for sweatshops. You know, I could see something like yeah. that. But all this idea there was going to be this massive backlash from Trump's America, I never... I tried having this conversation last week. I think that's fantasy. I think that's I think that's when conservative media will we just flate you guys and just serve you the content you want, even though there's really no proof that it's actually true. Uh, another one: Republican leadership wants to lose congressional majorities in November, so they will have a valid excuse for failing to follow through on conservative 2016 campaign promises. I, I buy, yeah, especially in the House. I completely buy. They want to lose the House. That, it's they're still not have a to, valid excuse, but yeah, yeah, they you know. want to lose the house. Yeah, they don't. Then they don't have to do anything. You bet. And they just blame everything on Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, absolutely. Bye, bye. 
Ordinary Steve says disregarding financial aspects, an eight or ten team conference without divisions is superior to a twelve or fourteen team conference with divisions. I'll That's buy on this. I'm totally in on this. In yeah. fact, I don't think it matters how many teams. I think there ought to be no divisions. And I just think at the end of the year, you take the top two teams and have a championship game. And uh, I, I think there shouldn't be any divisions in, in any of, of these conferences, in fact. And I think that's one way you get around. Are we having a nine-game league or an eight-game league? You know, we don't have uniform scheduling in college football like you have in the NFL where there's a formula. Each division rotates against the other. And the fifth-place team plays the fifth-place team in this other division. We don't have anything like that. And so, when you're, if you're, but we do have a playoff. This didn't matter when we didn't have a playoff because the whole process was kind of subjective based on polls and stuff like that. But now that we're going to have a defined champion with a playoff, you can't have a defined champion, but not a defined schedule for determining that champion. Okay. Like we, that's exactly what we have in college football. So, one way around that is every league, you know, I, I, I don't know right now. You're an Iowa fan, right, Aaron? Correct. Sure. When did you find out what the start time for the Wisconsin game next week was going to be? Monday morning. So this week you found out. Less than two weeks before the game. Yep. There's simply no reason why leagues can't say, leave the following dates in your football schedule. If you're an eight-conference game or nine-conference game, leave the following dates open for a conference schedule. And then come May... When all the rosters are set and we know who left and who's back and who's hurt and who's not, you then sit around and you pair teams off to have the most equitable scheduling in your league you can possibly have. And then at the end of the year, the two best teams, and it's first of all decided head-to-head, and if the head-to-head doesn't work, then whoever's the top two rated teams in the college football playoff ratings, and then you play them off at the end of the year, and that's your conference championship game. That is a vastly superior system to the one we currently have. And it gets out of this whole debate, well, the SEC cheats because they only play eight league games and it's tougher for the Big Ten and Pac-12 because they play nine and the Big 12 makes everybody play everybody. None of that matters now if you just do it this way. Todd, your thoughts? Wait, I just... So you're saying basically you only schedule... Your non-conference September, games. Just Your non-conference games, yeah. And then you, 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 know what, you know what the dates of the other nine games are or eight games. So, you just don't know who they are. What exactly are the criteria for that equitable schedule? The same like what we do with the Big Ten ACC Challenge. You try to get the best games. Like there's a reason why your Badgers by week by week. uh, You line up the schedule for the for the most competitive balance. Instead of instead of Wisconsin getting stuck with Ohio State for three years and Iowa gets stuck with Rutgers with Rutgers for for three years. Uh, Yeah, that's a ridiculous. It's a ridiculous process. Yeah, it is. The, the randomness of it is just, it, it's ridiculous. And I, I, from just a pure competitive standpoint and, you know, pure competitive standpoint, as an Iowa fan, I, I'll say just from a com- competitive standpoint, that is the best way to, to go. No divisions. And I say that knowing that as an Iowa fan, maybe we're going to be, instead of relevant once every five years, that means going to a no division uh, system means we're going to be relevant maybe once every 10 or 15 years because we're not going to have the shot. We're not going to have as good of a shot to play in the championship game. But yeah, just from a pure competitive standpoint, I, that's the way to go. I think it's good marketing too. It's good marketing too. May is, a pretty, is the deadest month on the sports calendar. Yeah. yeah. And you roll out with, every major conference rolls out with, here are the schedules. 
for conference play and then you really for the first time get a chance to mix and match and what do you think's going to happen and what not's going to happen and everything i think it, it it's an absolute no-brainer there's no negative to it whatsoever all right uh, continuing on Caleb Johnson says with Baker Mayfield as their QB, the Cleveland Browns will make the playoffs for the first time since 2002. So. Oh, Sal. Guys, so. They, they just had a game where the Steelers are in a civil war right now with their best player publicly. Ben Roethlisberger looked like he aged 15. He looked like Peyton Manning his last year, where we literally just saw Peyton Manning age 10 years in one season. Roethlisberger went out, went out there, could not avoid the rush, threw five picks, had another fumble, uh, and the best the Browns could freaking muster with a plus five. Here's You want a stat, Todd, that'll blow you away? This will blow you away. Now, historically in the NFL, since they started keeping turnover margin, historically, you if you're plus three or better, you went over 92% of the time. But let's just go back to 1999 when the Browns came back. Since 1999, teams that are um, plus three or better in or plus four in, or better in turnovers have only lost four times and tied once. Three of those four losses were games by the Cleveland Browns. And the one tie was the tie they had against the Steelers. The Steelers were minus five in turnovers, had over 100 penalty yards, and the Browns could still not win? No, they're not going to the playoffs. Who was that? His name is Caleb Johnson. Caleb. This is, this is the Public truth and love. shaming here now. Yeah, the truth and love. Caleb. Caleb. Come on, man. Well, hey, now I'll, now let me let me st- stick up for Caleb here a little bit. He didn't specify which year. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah, bye. At some point, yeah. Todd. I don't know. I think you might want to just rethink based on that analysis of the Steelers, your Chiefs pick. I don't know. I think you got to throw in some love there. No, a seven-point spread is a ton. That's, yeah. That's a ton. If you told me straight I tried, up, Aaron. I, might have, I, I, I know. You told me straight and up, I, I might have bought it. And I shot you down, too. Yes. That's how I roll, apparently. Uh, Greg Sorrell says, when Trump is out of office in either two or six years, and we have a Democrat as president, the big, quote-unquote, conservative talkers and newly minted populist blowhards will suddenly start talking about traditional conservative principles and the damage Trump did to the conservative ba- brand. Bye. I think Buy. there's a high... Buy. Buy. I'll buy that. Yeah. I think, I think it's just as simple as most of the big people in our industry just talk about what their audience wants to hear and whatever, or they think their audience wants to hear, or whatever the... You know, whatever the current... Whoever the current face of the Republican Party is... That's just what we shill for. So we were shilling for, you know, we were shilling for compassionate conservatism uh, under Bush. We were shilling for Karl Rove. Now we're shilling for, you know, uh, big government nationalism in America. For it's just whatever the current face of the Republican Party is. This, you know, everybody shilled for Mitt Romney, and then three seconds after he lost, man, they could not knife him and bury him faster. So whatever the current fad face of the Republican Party is, that's who's getting shilled for. Bye, because it's a show. This reminds me, I once read or heard about some guy who started with a paperclip. And he traded that bit by bit to like a hundred thousand maybe a million dollars i don't know one trade at a time i'll trade you a paper clip for you know this box of kleenex i'll trade it and and somehow i got this it, it's 
politics is like is the equivalent the show on both sides and you start off either way with a dirty diaper and they 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 try to fashion that through the lies that steve you just got done talking about the situational ethics into making us believe hey that's the best dirty diaper i've ever seen yeah yeah all right, Tony Mercer says critics will hate Aquaman, but Steve will find delight find it delightful. Todd will be indifferent, and Aaron will wait ten years to watch it. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to sell because it's not. I'm not as two dimensional as that. I came in here and absolutely freaking trashed Justice League, for example. So it's just not as simple as slap a comic book logo on it, and I come in here and 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 you know slurp. I, that's not how it works. So um, the, maybe the other. I'll let you guys speak to how you'll react, but I, just on my reaction alone, if it's not any good, I'm not going to come in here and tell you that it is. So sell. Yeah, I'll sell. I'm uh, very skeptical of this, not, and I've liked all the. I liked. Um, justice league more than steve did i just think this one's even though and the trailer looked pretty darn good but it's how do you pull off the underwater genre even with somebody as compelling as momoa i like him as aquaman it, it this is this is really a hard one to pull off i think mike austin says president trump is more likely to resign than pope francis bye Totally buy. I, I I think Trump could literally resign any day, or never. He should get up and decide I don't want to do this anymore. I've won over my throng. I don't care. Uh, Mueller's closing in, or he's not. I don't want to meet. I, there's as much of a chance Donald Trump will never leave the White House until he assumes room temperature, as there is he will resign tomorrow. The difference is if if. If Francis is the is the character you articulated yesterday, then that's where the four-dimensional chess is happening. But over here with Trump, it's just random ego in motion, man. So that's an easy buy. Far easier choice. I'll sell. It's not because I think it's easy the other way. I just think this resigning thing with him we he was kind of mercurial to us early on i just don't think there's anything there's, really there's re- a there's a negative cosmic integer chance like a better chance the that we have a reverse big bang a better chance that i'm the last son of krypton than pope francis will resign if he's who you said he was yesterday he will take this to the wall schism no matter no freaking way in a literal hell is he walking away because he's doing exactly what he intends to do never happening never jay hinton says aaron has committed a major dude code violation by loving the song year of the cat but never watching the movie rudy sell no bye sell year of the cat is amazing bye that that is a more obvious statement now that i think about it i don't what time you got to be out of here today because he needs to be flogged So you still haven't seen it? I was going to watch it this weekend. I know but you. Were. I was watching real football. So, mm-hmm. right. I mean, I guess that is real football, from what I've heard. One of our listeners was uh, in your boat, and he admitted it publicly that he watched it and was quite edified by the experience and ashamed of the life he's led up until this point. Yeah, if it's, yeah, so if yeah. it's that life changing, then uh, the fact I didn't even on. know what year the cat was. I did not know what it was. You, had, Aaron, had to tell. Would me. you like me to remind you? No. <laughs> I don't think that you would like 
you to remind me, <laughs> actually. So go ahead. Okay. Okay. Uh, Elliot Evans says, after the disastrous spectacle at Carolina, the Dallas Cowboys will most likely have another 8-8 eight and eight season, furthering my disappointment in a team that has only won two playoff games in my entire 20-year life. And here we go. Might be lucky to be eight and eight. Yeah, I I I, yeah. I was down on the Cowboys in our initial prognostications. I thought, I thought Dak was the real deal. He, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna sell on the basis of if you're any other fan base, and I'm including the Browns, no one has a right yeah. to whine, complain that can even approach mine. No one. The Lions last won a championship 21,801 days ago. In the last 21,801 days, they have one playoff win. The Cleveland Browns have seven, and five of those years, they didn't have a team. Okay? So take all of your whiny laments, take all of your complaints about all your other teams, and kindly stick them where the sun doesn't shine. Thank you. I said this to Steve yesterday off the air. There, there's many reasons why Steve has been as successful as he has in terms of getting to this point in his career, um, in terms of his uh, his uh, faith, his story, uh, you know, his his upbringing, um, his prodigious uh, memory, his multifacetedness, uh, a Renaissance man, you know, sports, uh, movies, uh, politics, faith, but. Just like in um, Talladega Nights, where um, Ricky Bobby's favorite Jesus is uh, Baby Jesus, Chris, my favorite Steve Dace might be Lions Lamentation Steve Dace. <laughs> I really like that Steve Dace, and it might be at the core of everything why you are who you are, and it's why I don't. You know why I don't leave? Because I know they'll win if I leave, <laughs> and I will not allow them that. I will not. No. Like Paul, Paul, Paul says, "Oh, slave of Jesus Christ, Steve, Steve Dace, a slave of the Detroit Lions." <laughs> I will, since since we're invoking Paul, I will finish the race <laughs> with maximum prejudice and disdain to the freaking last. I, I promise. Take that about you. <laughs> uh, let's see. Tecmo Super Bacon says, "Ugly Americans don't watch tennis." Sell. So, I'm an ugly American. I love tennis. I watch it. I watch it frequently. See, I watch Grand Slam tennis. I love tennis. I was pr- pretty good at it growing up. I mean, not like great, but I love the sport. I think it's a great sport. I love it. I think there's truth to that. But we talked about this, and I think it was on Buy Sell a little while ago. Like, if there's too many exceptions to the ugly American rule or the Duke rule, that then you're. You, but ever like every dude is allowed some like insane quirks mm-hmm. and i think that applies to the ugly american code i mean because because the dude code it to be a dude you're not it to be a dude <laughs> to be a dude you can't be a conformist either right right there have to be some places where you're like you know i'm a dude understands i get to make my own yeah. way i get to be my own man yeah. right but you what you got to do with that is you can't like him and you got to own it totally. Yeah. Like you damn right. I listen to air supply, you know, or something yes, like that. I agree with that. Some, yeah. You can't just say, well, I like a couple songs. Right. No, no, you went to the freaking reunion tour <laughs> yes. in Cuba. All right. <laughs> yes. Uh, very nice. Uh, do, 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 do. Lord. Here's the thing with you and you're in the cat. Yeah. Like Vanderplots, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
He's a Barry yeah, Manilow no, fiend. Mm, no. But he no. owns it, like you said. Yeah. Sure. All right? No. You can own no. Year of the Cat, but no. see, here's the thing with Bob. He's also seen Rudy. and You know what I'm saying? Like, you can have Year of the Cat. Yeah. That can be your quirk if you've, like, seen Rudy. You see what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Like, if you've got enough yeah. dude code points, you can have your non, your contrarian dudeness. You can have those quirks, as Todd yes. said, but you have to earn the dude code points first. Yeah, Barry Manilow, though, is no Al Stewart. Just want to make that distinction before we uh, before we oh, continue Mandy. on. Um, Lori Jeffries says Miss America and similar pageants will either disappear within five years or crown a transgendered queen. Buy. I'll buy the second part. I, th- I will actually buy that both will occur. Yeah. I'll buy both buy will it occur. All. You know, the problem you have now is this is where the sexual revolution has run its course now is the the titillation of this of swimsuit contests you almost feel like now you can't even acknowledge a woman's beauty because there's no line between my goodness is she gorgeous to You're I, I'm I'm pornography I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pornographing her in my mind we've lost all of these sorts and so there's the swimsuit issue if, if you know when we were you know 14 15 years or maybe even a little bit younger you know trying to you know catch a few gl- yeah dad let's watch the uh, Miss Universe pageant I'm in right there was some you know and you can went to school the next day and there was some like exciting mystery to the swimsuit contest by the time the kids are 12 today man they have seen every form of hardcore porn and bodily fluid on their phone that there's nothing there anymore there's no there's no place it's it's either i never acknowledge how a woman looks or then or i'm literally having sex with you you know mentally there's no middle ground no distinctions with any of these things anymore and since once that happens to a culture and we always tilt towards the depravity what's far more likely going to happen in the next five years is pornography will be mainstream on television you don't have these beauty pageants that's your buy seller hold what's more likely to happen full-blown nudity on on television or beauty pageants it's full-blown nudity, man. Agreed. Not even close. Agreed. Hyperion says uh, big tech will make politicians irrelevant by 2030. I would say by if things stay the same trajectory they are now and no competition to Facebook. What do you mean irrelevant? Irrelevant meaning um, even if um, candidate A that is uh, conservative or not in line with um, not in line with Facebook's agenda, uh, even if they're a great candidate, uh, they're going to be out up a creek without a paddle because big tech is going to censor the heck out of them. I'm going to sell, and the reason I'm going to sell is not because I don't believe you're. Uh, cynical pessimistic view is uh, wrong I think in the macro view you're correct this but it goes back to what we talked about with Michael Ferris in this podcast yesterday Americana and or the church and they're not always the same thing do not have the place of prominence of utmost prominence in our culture that they used to but we aren't freaking France either guys you know, we're, we're not Belgium. And there are too many places in this. It, it doesn't matter what Google says about Mo Brooks in Alabama. They won't alter the outcome of Mo Brooks. Elect. You see what I'm trying to get at there? Mm-hmm. There are still too many strong pockets of, dare I say, resistance. Uh, too many strong pockets of that kind of resistance 
that what's far more likely is Nancy Pelosi gets Vladimir Putin sized vote shares in San Francisco, then they start altering the outcomes of, of elections in Mississippi or Alabama. Okay, so I, I think there's still too much entrenched church and Americana for them. That's why that's why we have all these conflicts. That's why there's all these lawsuits and everything else is because of what I'm pointing out. They don't have nobody's they're not there's there's you know, there's like Dutch nationalist parties that are having these conversations that are like the third or fourth or fifth parties in their country. But and, and, but they're not mainstream in a lot of their countries. We're still pretty mainstream, and that's not going to change in five years, maybe in 20, but no, they, they, this is where all the resistance is coming from, and I think that's, that, those demographics aren't going to just simply change in five years. They might diminish more, probably not as much as people think, though, because five years isn't as long of a time as we think. Todd. I agree. Todd Saffel says the West Wing is better than House of Cards. Oh, oh sell. Bye. Not even close. Bye. Not even, I, I watched the first episode of the West Wing. They had a female it's, character on there based on Janet Parshall, the Christian broadcaster, that was so one-dimensional, that is, so stereotyped. That is true. I just tapped out. I just, I said, and I wasn't even a believer. I was, I was, I was your Rudy Giuliani college Republican back then. And even I, who also thought the Janet Parshals of the world were freak shows, you know what I'm saying? But, but when I realized if they're going to, if this is your caricature, if they're going to basically treat Janet Parshall the way Montel Williams has been treating uh, Dana Lash on Twitter <laughs> for the last 36 hours, I'm not, I'm not watching that crap. House of Cards. Has this system, I've seen every episode, although some episodes I've seen a lot less of because they're just bad, but they have the system nailed, nailed their freaking profits or they're reporters, <laughs> meaning they're just reporting what's happening and turning it into uh, plot lines or their profits. But I think House of Cards is a lot better. London Cabrera. And you don't agree? Yeah, I, I mean, it, House of Cards forgot who it was after the the first season, but way before we found out about uh, Kevin Spacey, I thought that was a fascinating. I mean, basically, I mean, you, I think I'm repeating what you said, but what happens when Lucifer wins the White House? Um, uh, but and you're right, you are dead on about that first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it it it's brilliant for seven seasons in ways that um are are not i mean i don't blame on you for giving up on it if because you had every right to believe it might turn into that but it it wasn't that for i think seven seasons uh it was really compelling and well done len cabrera submitted this via email um it's a picture of kellogg's Pumpkin spice frosted Bye. flakes. Buy. I had an entire box of them last weekend. You did. I did. Yeah. Really? When right out, yeah. They only have the very small size, though. You know. So I went right out to Target right after we heard about it last week on Buy Seller Hold. I went right out to no. It was on Feedback Friday because a guy named Ferris emailed me about it. Right. I went to Target that afternoon, Friday afternoon for Saturday's Carb Cheat Day. I ate that entire box. Nice. <laughs> Nice. All right, last one. Michael says Avengers, the second Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
because you know it's true. You, girl, you know it's true. See, you know I did it. And this is this is what girl, I'm talking. You know it's true. This yes. is what I'm talking about about you, the 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 crazy outs you have on the dude code. He just went. You're damn right. I ordered the code red. That's right. <laughs> In fact, I might go buy another box on the way home. How do you like them apples? Bite you. Yes. That's right. Um, I might just drive down the street with a bu- with a box of, of, of pumpkin spice frosted flakes just, just pouring out as I drive down the road. Make it rain, baby. That's right. Make it rain. Yes. Uh, Michael says uh, the second Infinity War will beat Infinity War's opening weekend record. So it's going to out to the first Infinity War on opening weekend. Bye. Yeah, bye. I mean, I guess I don't. That's and really going to be really hard to do. I think they're going to do it. It's really hard to do. Here's my, and you guys can talk me out of this, but this is the only reason I hesitated. Black Panther is going to end up making more money domestically than Infi- Infinity War really? for this year. Hmm. And Black Panther came out in February. Infinity War came out, well, it was supposed to be first of May. It was the very end of April. This coming year, Captain Marvel's the next the next MCU film. It comes out in March, a full month later than Black Panther. And then you have Infinity War. Could the fact that you have two of them so close together have an impact in keeping the gate down? You know what I'm trying to say? Perhaps, but this is different in that we've been teased now about where... Captain Marvel fits into all this, and now we're going to be That's showing. Now, it's going we, to don't wet- know, we don't know what the, if if this movie is used to because yeah. the, what's what was the big you know after credit scene in Infinity War was they called Captain Marvel right? right? So if this movie is essentially setting up, oh yeah, her and it leads right into her. It's re- an opening scene now. If it's an, if it is the opening scene, I think that app could play into boosting its yeah. game. I I agree. That's a good point. All right, so I'll buy. Okay, I'll buy. All right, that's it. Man, did thoughts, I just Aaron? change your mind on an? You did. You just super, changed my mind whoa, on a superhero event. Any final thoughts, Aaron, from uh, what Todd and I had to say? I have no final thoughts. I, it is. It's not going to take me ten years though to watch the uh, second Infinity War. But that's that's good. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, really. we're still ashamed of you. Though. Yes, we yeah. are. Hey, click like or subscribe here on iTunes and Stitcher if you don't mind. Leave us a positive review. Those are great. Thank you to those of you who have done so already. Until tomorrow, John three seventeen. This is Steve Dace. I like you.